Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth, your founder of the Get Well Now Wellness Coaching Programs, celebrity chef, author, and speaker. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And please take a moment to leave a comment on iTunes about our show. And please share it with anyone whom you think may benefit from this conversation. There are a ton of other shows for you in health and wellness with thought leaders like J.J. Virgin on traumatic brain injuries, Chris Wark on what everyone needs to know about cancer, Wynn Claybaugh on the healing power of being nice, and a ton more shows that are available to you to help you get well. Today's show is going to be fascinating. I promise you that. Um, It's entitled The Frequency of Getting Well. Huh? There's a frequency for that? Well, there's a frequency for everything, as has been proven by science, and even for your thoughts. And I think we're going to get into that quite a bit today. Um, today's guest is Frequency Alchemist. I love that, right? And author Shauna Ekadal. She is an educator and a trailblazer in the area of mind, body, and spirit wellness. She's the host of Be Well Live, which is a live interactive online show, and the Soul Frequency Show, which is a podcast. It's featuring thought leaders in the health, wellness, and personal development space. Shauna has coached and transformed the lives of public figures, stars of stage and screen, and CEOs, helping them heal their bodies, affect positive change in their businesses, and experience more personal fulfillment. Her proprietary method for getting to the root cause, very important, we're always talking about root cause on the show, is cutting edge and creates a shift in consciousness and behavior, which releases people from the fears, doubts, and insecurities so that they can live healthy and share their gifts powerfully with the world. So welcome to the show, Shauna. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're you're welcome. So I'm excited to get into this. Um, and I, I, my first question for you is, is tell me how did you get into the work of being a frequency alchemist? And what does that mean? Um, you know, the word alchemy is really uh, about transformation, you know, they would basically turn regular metals into gold is the idea of alchemy, um, <laughs> in transforming a metal, but it's, the way I kind of see it is, and it comes from a really like heart centered place. So mm-hmm. I really see in my clients' lives, in my own life, because I've been on, you know, an alchemical journey as within myself is that mm-hmm. we have the the possibility and the power to transform any area of our life. And when I say transform, I mean, where that area of your life is unrecognizable to what Mm -hmm. it used to be. And there is a shift and a change that can go on within us that has our life take on a whole new trajectory. So maybe we've been going down a line that wasn't one that was bringing us joy or happiness or fulfillment, and that we can literally, you know, hit that fork in the road and change our frequency and head down a whole different future. And that's really the root of my work. And frequency, the word frequency has to do with the energy, the energy that we are before we're cells and molecules and how we can adjust that to live a better life. 
Now, what I, I've, one of the things that you said here that, that I think might stop listeners in their tracks is um, living an unrecognizable life. Like that's got, I, I would imagine like if some people hear that, they're like, well, does that mean that everything I have and is going to have to change in order for me to get to improve things? Or do you know what I mean? So can you address what you mean by, by that and um, yeah, meaning, how you help uh, exactly. That. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that every aspect of your life has to change to get well. Mm-hmm. It just means that certainly there are areas of people's lives. So let's say um, relationship hasn't been a powerful area of your life or your love relationship. And mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, continuously attracted people into your life that that didn't, it didn't end well, or it didn't feel positive. And Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, once we've been on the planet long enough, we can see patterns, you know, where maybe relationships and it seems like at the end, it's like, gosh, this was the same type of person that Mm -hmm. I've been in a relationship with. And so maybe we want to make that part of our life unrecognizable in the sense that we attract somebody (laughs) totally different, somebody that can actually love us and support us and, and be a powerful force in our life. And, provide us the love that we've always wanted. And so Mm -hmm. it's not that every area of life needs to change at the same time, but certainly for most of the people that I work with and most of the people I've met, Mm -hmm. they've got at least one area that they might want to have, you know, a big transformation in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we're talking about wellness here and um, I think people that are at home suffering from chronic pain and autoimmune disease and cancer and all of those, um, they would want to have, you know, be able to recognize a new life. They don't want to be living in that pain anymore. So, um, so when you work with people who are sick or, you know, who that might be part of their story, um, what kinds of things do you do to help them? Yeah. So my, the way I work, I, I'm looking at different levels that that a traditional doctor or even an alternative doctor aren't looking at. So mm-hmm. when I'm with clients, I'm looking at the different states that got us to the point of developing an illness. So okay. really, we have to kind of expand our minds a little bit about um, physical illness, because oftentimes when we develop a diagnosable illness, mm-hmm. there's other things that have been going on kind of under the surface that lead up to that. And mm-hmm. certainly our emotions play a role in that. And maybe this is the first time somebody's hearing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but things, you know, trauma we've been through in our life can affect a physical manifestation of a disease, the way yes. we think, negative mindsets, you know, and, and being around people maybe that are negative in our life. This is all contributing, right? So when we talk about holistic health, this mm-hmm. is looking at the whole person and how we might, you know, have our cells really because the diagnosis of disease is our cells are not functioning properly, right? Our body is not functioning the way it was built to function. Mm-hmm. And again, before we're cells and molecules, we're energy. And so I'm just looking at the energy factor and, and how we can shift that for a healthier physical body, a healthier mindset, a healthier state mm-hmm. of emotional wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then can you say more about energy and how you define energy and help people with their energy. Yeah. And this is a hard one, honestly, because an energy conversation really um, transcends words. And so um, the work that I do is often 
it is, it is a typical conversation. So when I see clients, it's an hour long conversation each session and there's words going back and forth, but what's going on underneath those words Mm -hmm. is an energy exchange, right? Because everything we say has an energy to it. And how we know this is if you've ever had someone yell in your face, very close to you, a natural reaction to that is to back up. Right, because you feel that energy coming at you, it feels like you want to distance yourself from it, right? And then, on the contrary, if you've ever been really loved and cared for and kissed and cuddled, you want to come towards that because that feels like energy you want to come towards, and so all the time we're exchanging energy with people. And, and this is a kind of a deeper level conversation because we can think to ourselves, well, what does this have to do with my illness, right? With my stomach aches or with my my pain. (laughs) And it has everything to do with it because what I found in my practice is that kind of the end of the line is the manifestation of physical illness. So Mm -hmm. there are oftentimes cues and things going on. Um, Maybe we've had multiple sad events happen. We've had multiple traumatic events happen. We've had, you know, a a lifetime history of people not treating us well. We've had all these things and I call them the wool blankets, right? It's like, if you took this big wool Uh, blanket uh-huh. And you threw it over someone's back and I w- and you had to carry that. And then let's say there's 10 wool blankets and then 40 wool blankets. We go through life experiencing things, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things are painful and difficult. And we don't really educate people on how to really move through this pain, right? And so for a lot of people, once they get in the middle stage of their life, they're carrying around a lot of wool blankets in the form of mm-hmm. emotions they haven't really expressed, thoughts mm-hmm. that maybe are not great um, about themselves or others, all this stuff, right, is under the surface. And eventually, you know, the stuff builds up and then it's shifting our cellular body, right? And so by the time we manifest a physical illness, it's a wake-up call and it's also an opportunity. Mm -hmm. The biggest opportunity Mm -hmm. of someone's life to really start looking deeper into their life and who they are because, I mean, I know for myself, I had a wake up call. I was diagnosed with skin cancer on the bridge of my nose. And that is what woke me up to a different way of life. I knew when I had that diagnosis, it wasn't on my ankle, right? It was on my face. Yeah, so you had to look at it. Yeah, I had to look at it every day. And I still look at it every day. I still have a small scar down the bridge of my nose. And to me, it was a reminder of how disconnected I was in my life to who (sighs) I was and where I was going. And it's always a reminder to me to reconnect and to really look inside at, are the things in my life okay? Am I feeling good about them, right? Am I feeling good about my relationships? Am I feeling good about things I've been through and being able to be emotionally open and And these are, this conversation, right, is not always, it's one people can easily tune out, right? And we go right to the physical, right? We go right to the physical because the physical we're so comfortable with. Right. And we're told that that's how we heal. We're told basically that, you know, it's the pill that's going to help your physical body get well. But the pills, as we know from, uh, the pills end up repressing symptoms. And what you're talking about, it sounds like, are the symptoms that you're repressing or the things that you're working with. 
Yeah, exactly. And and the truth is, is that nothing is linear. And this is also so confusing for for (laughs) most everybody, right? Because we want to say, you know, okay, my cell, my cells aren't functioning properly. That's why I have this, you know, diagnosable illness. So I have this pain, this chronic pain. And the truth is, is that the, the reason, the root cause, when you go back to the root cause, it might be something that makes no linear sense like why we ended up where we're at. And that's just confusing in and of itself. The brain doesn't really love that, right? The brain's like, what is this? But that's where true healing really happens. When we're, when we're connecting the dots of all areas of self mm-hmm. and, and really going back to where certain patterns might've been set up in your life and certain belief set, sets might've been set up in your life and things like that, is when the powerful healing happens in current day. And so, you know, the traditional doctors are just looking at the physical right now. Right. And and the interesting thing is that a lot of people that become really open to looking at, at all these different areas is when traditional medicine really hasn't given them an answer or a doctor's told yes. them, I don't know, you're just going to have to live with this. Yes. Or and it's all in your head that, you yeah. know, that's the one I, a lot of people in my community will say that the doctors have told them it's all in your head and they're writhing in pain every day. Uh, and that's the worst possible thing that they could hear, you know? Yeah. And that's, and really, if we hear that from someone, it just means we need to expand into more alternative therapies because, you know, sometimes it, one person is not going to give you all the answers or not going to be able, it's just a piece of the puzzle, right? And there are other pieces to the puzzle, or sometimes it's just that person doesn't have the answer for you, even if they're a doctor, right? It doesn't mean every doctor is different and every practitioner is different. And it's really just finding what fits for you. And the process doesn't need to be, you know, difficult. And if we're not getting answers, we need to keep looking. And I found too, that it doesn't, I know in my own healing with over a dozen illnesses, it it didn't take one doctor to help me with this. It took a huge team basically. And it was a continuing journey. It continues today. Um, That there's always something, you know, not that I'm constantly in a state of awfulness in my life, but things come up. And so it's yeah. like, okay, I need a new practitioner to help me with this next thing. Um, Absolutely. It takes a village. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just does. It does. Um, so can you share some stories of transformation um, from your own work that you've helped people with? Sure. So um, it's it's really interesting. I, I help people with all kinds of different things in my practice. So it's Mm -hmm. not just, um, physical, you know, diagnosis, although they oftentimes go hand in hand. Um, and what I'm really doing under kind of beyond the conversation that's happening is moving out old energy. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's things from the past that may, we might not even remember or that we're not acknowledging that are affecting our current day. And when we move out that old energy, we leave room to create from a new place, right? A new frequency, a new energy. And so one of my clients came to me, she actually had um, severe digestive issues. She had been diagnosed with um, SIBO and really was not able to eat many foods. She was, it was really impeding her life. It had gotten to that point. Mm -hmm. And she had been to just really every kind of doctor under the sun and even some really fantastic um, alternative practitioners. Yeah. And it would give her, you know, a lot of supplements and mm-hmm. um, kind of 
a, a plan to follow. And right. she would not stick with that plan because it didn't make her stomach feel good. And so she had, you know, maybe some people identify with this. She had a cupboard just full of supplements yeah. and <laughs> a number of different plans that just weren't working for her. And when she came to see me, she was referred to me and she didn't understand what I did at all, which is very typical. Most yes. people come to see <laughs> and don't understand it at all. <laughs> like, right. Like, oh, I get the I same thing. Yeah. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what you do, but somebody told me I have to see you. That's usually how it goes. Right. Right. And so, um, we just opened the door from there. And then basically, um, I, from the second I met her, I just saw that there was a real, um, a real loss of power for her in her life. And mm, okay. she was having, she had, if, if you understand the chakra system of the body, the energy systems of the body, she, her solar plexus chakra was just, you know, which is right where your stomach is. Center was, of personal power. Exactly. It was completely <laughs> blocked. And mm. she um, had had a devastating relationship with her son and he oh. has struggled with addiction and oh, um, she had, yeah. And she had really kind of closed the door on that um, relationship. And I really had specific guidance for her that how that relationship needed to be healed because it was really affecting her physical body, right? This area of, of literally sadness that was going on inside of her that had been going on for decades, Right. And it has continued to get worse. And so as we started to work through some of the emotion and the sadness Mm -hmm. and the pain um, from that time, her physical symptoms started to release as well. And basically what we were doing is really releasing that energy of sadness and pain. And for her, she had never really learned how to, it wasn't okay in her family to move emotion yeah. And to experience it. And so there was a lot of stuffing of emotions and things of that nature. And so we just worked together on getting to really the root cause. And for her, the root cause was something emotional that needed to be healed and repaired. And she didn't have the tools to right. know how to do that. And we really, we really don't teach people the tools um, in the current society for how to healthily, in a healthy way, yeah. move emotion. And very, it, it's very much a thing that isn't even acknowledged as a part of your illness, um, you know, because the Western, our Western culture has separated everything, you know, the, it's, you know, the priest or the, the minister or the rabbi is supposed to take care of your spiritual life and the doctor takes care of your physical life and um, the psychologist takes care of your mental and emotional life, but there's another level and layer and this you not you and I are on the the leading edge of this um and this I believe is going to become uh the way we go into healing illnesses in the future Um, absolutely it's 100% at the energy of how that that illness manifested in the body through the mental emotional um yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right on. And what you said about going to different doctors, I actually write about this in my book called The Soul Frequency. And okay. I talk about how it doesn't make sense. Like if we were a factory, right, it wouldn't make sense to when you're going to fix a conveyor belt to mm-hmm. take all the different pieces of the conveyor belt to a different place. Right? <laughs> how do they how are they fixing the conveyor belt? Right. If right. all the pieces are spread out somewhere else where it's like we have to start looking at it like we look at most things in life, which is we got to look at the whole system 
and see what's going on. And, and I really do agree with what you say that we will first look at the energetic causes mm-hmm. and approach it there. And then the last place we'll look will be at the cellular level and the physical level. Once we clear out all the, the, you know, the emotions yeah. and the, the mindsets and the things like that and adjust that we'll see a lot of healing on the physical level. And then if it doesn't fully heal the physical level, we will address that at that time. So it'll be kind of the opposite of what it is today. Yeah. And it makes so much more sense if you think about how illness manifests, if you go all the way down to the bottom of it and unwind it from there, that to me makes the most sense. Um, yes. Because that's, that's, that is treating the root cause. And that's something that, you know, um, that, I have this conversation with most people on the podcast series because I'm getting the most forward thinking people on the planet these days to talk about how we heal. Um, so um, you also have a particular process that you created. Can you tell listeners about that? Yes, it's called the anatomy of transformation. And there are four pillars. Thank you. There are four pillars to the process. Um, and it's really about, um, it was based on my own transformation in my own life. I really feel like when we teach from a place of knowing and ex- having our own self-experience, which is why your work is so incredible. Yeah, um, thank you. That's how we can really say, like, have compassion and say, I've been here, right? I've yeah. made this walk. And the walk that I'm going to hold your hand on and take you through is going to powerfully shift your life in all these beautiful ways. And I know this because I've done it myself. And so um, it's, it was, I discovered in my own process and it starts with the first pillar is called truth. And mm-hmm. I always say truth heals and we've got to get to yeah, the truth of how we're feeling, who we are, what's going on for us. And we have all these ways that we elude ourselves mm-hmm. and, and, and don't, you know, want to look at that. And the truth mm-hmm. will always set us free. Like the saying says it, can be inconvenient to look at our truth sometimes because it might mean we need to make some changes and that's scary for people. But honestly, the process that I take people through is so easy. We're not, we're not um, doing anything shocking or going to any level that scares people. We're literally just like we peel an onion. We're just looking at the top layers first and going from there. And it's really self-directed by the client. So um, I, on every session, I ask them what's come up for you. Right. And so naturally their being will have something come up for them and they'll start Mm -hmm. talking about a subject. And then we, we lift the energy surrounding that subject. And then the next week, what's come up for you, you know? So we're only, it's directed at the pace that the client wants to go at. Right. Right, So that's how it's, yeah, that's how it's an easier process. And then I the found that part. here's something I found that's really interesting that listeners might be interested in is that when you make that appointment to see somebody for energy medicine work like you and I do, things happen between the time you make that appointment and the appointment happens. Absolutely. Um, and it, it happens every single time. And But it's great because that's exactly what's meant to be when you set that choice in motion. Um, things will happen so that you can't so that the practitioner can get to the core of what's going on and help you shift it very quickly, um, which is which is so cool about this kind of work is it works so rapidly uh, that you know I know I I couldn't believe it when I did it <laughs> still do yeah. it um, and just incidentally I've I've worked with Shauna I want listeners to know that I've worked with her and she's really good she got right down to 
you know, the thing that I knew that I don't really talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about it. So <laughs> yeah. right. and you make you thank you. And you make a great point because I think sometimes we shy away from things that we don't know or we feel like, gosh, I don't know if I want to get to my truth. You know, that seems scary. Yeah. And really everybody leaves the call empowered. Right. Yes, it's so true. You leave, you leave the call going, oh my gosh. And in a, in a way we already kind of know, right. but it's someone's affirming it for you and bringing it around to the front mm-hmm. so you can really see it. And yeah. just by virtue of seeing it, it's like your life just starts to open up and it good does. things start to happen. And so exactly. that's, you know, it's, we have some fear around it, which is normal, perfectly normal, but really once people get on the phone and they have the experience, they're excited, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wow, this <laughs> exactly. is the path. And, and so, yeah. And so, yeah, so I'll tell you the other pillars of the process. The second yeah. pillar is called release. Great. And that's where we are releasing that old energy, maybe, um, belief systems. Like some people believe that they can't live in abundance or they believe that they're not ever going to be well. You know, these are things that we aren't conscious of, but are in the yeah. background. And so obviously if we're going to be well and we're going to live in abundance, we need to clear those old belief systems. Yes. And then the third pillar is once we clear out the old stuff, what's next, right? So that's really, it's called experience. And it's about, I teach people exactly how we create our life. So mm-hmm. how oftentimes we feel like we don't create our life, like life is just happening to us, right. but that's not the case. We just don't, we were never taught the equation. So I teach people the creator equation. So uh-huh. you can purposely create what you want instead of what you creating, what you don't want. So so that's right. powerful for people. And the fourth pillar is called the line, which is kind of the glue that holds us in this new frequency. Once we've opened up to all this positive energy and we are creating purposefully what we want, we want to align ourselves with people and an environment that supports that and loves us in that place. Mm, okay. That's great. So yeah, I think that concept of, um, creation and you creating your reality is something that a lot of people get stuck in because, um, you know, they, they think things like, well, you know, if I'm creating my reality, then why would I create myself to be so sick? You know, why would I do this to myself? You know, so it's, it's not, how do you address that with, with clients? Cause I'm sure this comes up. Yeah. Can I tell a little story about that? Please. I love it. <laughs> um, so in my own personal journey, um, I had had really almost every area of my life um, change like within a few months period of time. So things that wow, you know, I changed where I was living, I changed my career, my husband changed his career. Like it's like every single thing um, just shifted so fast for us in our life that it felt like we were left spinning. And at that time, I didn't have somebody to explain to me the anatomy of transformation or to hold my hand through it. And so I was terrified, right, at what was going on. And it felt like I couldn't control it and I couldn't stop it. And at the time, my son was about one year old and we moved um, out of our house and we were in this new house. And and I was just shedding a lot of sadness from things that had gone on throughout my life. I had struggled with food as a child. I had, you know, had a lot of trauma with the divorce of my parents. I had had these wool blankets and this provided me an opportunity to really start shedding these low frequency um, emotions like sadness and anger and hurt and pain. And every night when I would put my son to bed, I would sit in his rocker and I would hold him in my arms and tears would just flow down my face. And I would 
cry silently because I didn't want to wake him up as I was rocking him to bed. But it was my time to just let all the sadness out where I wasn't affecting anybody else. And I did this for an entire year. And I really felt so afraid of where my life was going. It felt like everything that I knew to be true had fallen apart. And I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I had a little child and I wasn't sure how I was going to provide, you know, a future for him at the time. And, and so one night after a year of this, I got up and I was particularly distraught and I put him in his crib and I literally fell to my knees. And, you know, you see that in movies and you wonder like, yeah, the people actually do that. And yes, (sighs) it can actually happen. And it happened that night. And I was, and he had a rug on the floor. I was face down. I fell to my knees. I put my face on the carpet and I just started praying to God. I didn't know what else to do. And I am not particularly religious. I just called out to God and I said, please make this stop. Like, when will the pain end? And when will I you know, see the next step and I feel so lost and so afraid. And, and I just kept praying. And I said, I will give up my life to helping people if you will make this stop. And on Mm -hmm. that floor that night, I really feel like a part of an old part of me died and a new part of me was born in service of other people. And, and a voice came into my head and I was so confused by it at first. And it said, what if you created this? And yeah, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, what, what does that mean? Like I'm saying, save me for my pain, you know? Why would I do that to myself? Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) You know, I'm like, that's your answer? Um, But but seriously, I was like, it stopped me in my tracks. I stopped crying. And I'm like, what if I created this? And then the voice came again and it said, if you created it, you can uncreate it. Yes, and and there it is. Totally like changed in a moment my whole perspective on life because why I was so sad and why I was crying all those nights is I kept replaying in my head why did she do this why did he do that why did this have to happen which was really a victim of these circumstances Mm -hmm. I felt like I was being victimized by all these events right, right that had gone on in my life and when they when the voice said what if you created this it's like all of a sudden my perspective shifted to maybe I came here to get skin cancer on the bridge of my nose, to transform my whole life, to then be able to help other people understand what this process really looks like. And and then if I created this, if I'm that powerful to literally transform all areas of my life simultaneously, Mm -hmm. then I'm certainly powerful enough to create the next step, right? right? And move forward. And that's how this entire process was born is that I then got up off the floor and I stopped crying every night because I realized that I had created this and that it was only me that was going to create the next step. And that is literally when I left victimhood and got in the driver's seat of my own car of my life and started making the necessary changes to build the life that was in truth of who I am. And how powerful that is too, to let out that prayer. And, and, you know, I know um, there are a number of people in my community that are religious. They are a lot of Christians and, um, you know, but there are also a lot of people that are non-religious and consider themselves spiritual and other people that really are on the fence and aren't sure. But there's such a power in crying out for help to, you know, just 
just crying out for help, <laughs> you know? You have to a higher source, whatever that is for mm-hmm. somebody. I mean, it really, that night, I was really clear that, that whatever higher power, right? It didn't matter what the name is of what I call it, or right. it was this connection that was happening that happened that night that, that really, you know, transformed my life and how I see myself and how I see what's possible for other people and how I'm connected. You know, we are all connected to something much bigger and deeper than, than yes. we really realize sometimes. And these, these things that may seem like the worst thing that could ever happen to you are always an opportunity to understand that connection better Mm -hmm. and to literally, you know, go through alchemy, a changing of who you once were into who you really came here to be. And that powerfully heals your body, that powerfully heals your mind, that powerfully heals your emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's living into our greatness. Exactly. So it's that walk between who you think you are and what everyone told you you were and should be and who you know you are. And we all have that that within us and it's getting in touch with the who you know you are um, and becoming that, you know, and living that in the world. And you've really walked that walk um, and help others to do the same. So that's really super powerful. So anybody listening that feels drawn to Shauna, um, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, um, they can go to my website, which is my name at shaunaekadal.com, which is S-H-A-N-A-E-K-E-D-A-L.com. And if you're interested in learning more about frequency, um, right there on the homepage, you can get a booklet. It's called Creating Your High Frequency Body, Mind, and Life, mm. which talks a little bit more about um, frequency and, and the work and how we do yeah. that. And can you give listeners something they can do today to shift their own frequency? Yeah, I mean, I think alignment is so huge. And so it's really looking over your life and deciding who feels good in your life and who doesn't. And this doesn't necessarily mean like sometimes we love people a lot, but they, they're not really nice to us or they don't feel good to us. Right. Like, you know, it doesn't feel good the way they speak to us and, or the way they interact with us. And so we really want to protect our energy from people who might want to take it from us or might want to not be nice to us and, and treat us well, and really try to be around the people that lift you up and the people that, because you're going to exchange energy with them, right? Whatever we're right. around, we're changing energy with. And so we want to be around, certainly if we're trying to heal our physical body as well, we want to be around people that are positive and loving and caring and, you know, are giving us great high frequency energy because that's the energy that heals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's great. Um, you know, I think for, and I've heard this from people in my community, it can be a challenge um, when you live with somebody who's bringing sure. your, your frequency down, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. sucking you, sucking the energy out of you. And is there something that you suggest that they can do to help themselves through that? Well, it's, you know, if it's a a relationship where there's a lot of arguing or they say a lot of mean things, I mean, I would, you know, you have 24 hours in the day, I would spend as much of those hours, you know, maybe not at home in that environment, you know, maybe Uh it's going somewhere after work, if you know, and, and engaging in something positive, like a yoga class or something like that, and being Mm -hmm. around people that feel good and, you know, and also not engaging. So if you have, if you're in a relationship with someone and they're pulling you into these low frequency emotions, having tools, like maybe you leave the house, if that 
type of stuff starts or you remove yourself from that energy field that's going on and protect yourself, go out in your car and, you know, drive around for a little bit. Because the second we remove ourselves from that energy field, that person is not going to stand there by themselves and, and yell at nothing. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? So what you're doing yeah. is you're doing, I call it a pattern interrupt. You are interrupting yeah. this pattern of, of them trying to take your energy or engage you yeah. in something and you're stopping it by, by removing yourself, right? And so exactly. when you think about there's 24 hours in a day, you just want to spend as little as possible engaging with anybody in those kind of dynamics. Right, exactly. And what I find interesting is that when you interrupt that frequency and um, it raises the vibration for you and um, it confuses the other person. Yes, <laughs> they're like, wait and a minute, you're not buying it to this dance that we've been doing for years, you know? And what's really interesting about that is that I say this with my clients a lot of times too, because if, if we're changing our diet or the way that we're eating and we're starting to be healthier and we start to feel more vibrant, right? Your energy start, your frequency starting to raise and you feel more vibrant. Mm-hmm. Typically the partner, if they're not doing the same thing, starts to feel threatened by that, right? Because yeah. they start feeling you at a different frequency and it feels out of resonance. Now, nobody consciously knows this, right? They right. just know that maybe my partner's starting to make fun of the fact that I'm eating kale or my partner's saying, <laughs> oh, Silly, you know, let's go get a burger. Why are you doing that? And really, when in relationship, we need to stay in a similar frequency to stay related, right? So if we start raising our frequency and our partner is not, there's a gap there that feels uncomfortable to both people. And I teach my clients, like, instead of allowing them to pull you back down to where you, you know, they're comfortable with you, right? It's you just hold your frequency and you don't engage in any of it. Right. And what happens, two things happen from that, right? Like, like if your partner goes, Oh, why are you eating that kale? That's silly. Just eat the kale, but don't say anything. You don't need to defend yourself, right? Just do what you're doing. And, and you also hold- don't need to stew on it. Yeah, don't need to <laughs> on it. You don't need to do anything. Just hold your frequency high because if you don't dip frequencies, there's only two things that can happen. One, they're going to come up and meet you where you're at. So all of a sudden one day they're like, hmm, I've been noticing you've been eating all that kale. Is it good? Right? This is right. how you know something. All of a sudden going, well, okay, if I can't knock her back down, maybe I need to just join her where she's at, right? Which is awesome. Or they're going to feel, you're going to feel that separation in the relationship and they're going to start to pull away because they don't want to join you at a higher frequency. And I say to people, this is, both of those things are positive. Yeah. Because if you're going to heal your body and you're going to live a healthy life, then you either need them to come up to where you're growing or you need to not be in that relationship maybe because you're not going to ever be able to be all of who you are and to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Like if someone doesn't want to stay in resonance with you, doesn't want to live a healthy life themselves, it's too difficult, you know, when you're in the same, when you're in a loving relationship or in the same household, um, you know, so you want to ask for them for the support and hopefully they can at least give it to you, even if they don't want to change, you know, what they're doing in their life. But, um, but just always hold that high frequency. There's no need to defend what we're doing to heal ourselves. Exactly. So those those are that's so much great information. I mean, you've really given people actionable steps and different things to think about um, in terms of energy and vibration and frequency. And I'm so grateful to you for um, for being on the show today. Thank you so so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I always love chatting with you, and it's great to. 
too. You and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. So (laughs) it's a fun conversation for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's, uh, you know, interesting because you explain it in a very different way than I do. Um, And so, you know, whoever resonates with Shauna today, please go to her website. Um, Again, it's Shauna Ekadal, S-H-A-N-A-E-K-E-D-A-L.com. And um, I'm I'm just excited to put this out into the world. So um, again, listeners, though, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means so much to me and to my team. Um, So please share this with as many people as may benefit from our conversation. And uh, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth. Thanks for listening and have a great, great day. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list, get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes, and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.